0: Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy.
1: Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars. This is not a uh, musical show, by the way. I know you're listening to the True Oldies channel, and it's a great channel. I love it myself. It's my kind of music. But what you're listening to now is Earl Stewart on Cars, which is a live radio talk show. That's right. We're right here in the studio while you're listening to us. And by we, I mean a team of auto experts here to answer all your questions about cars. Um, I, uh, a bit immodestly, refer to myself as an expert because I've been in the car business since 1968. I am, in full disclosure, still a car dealer, but you're not listening to an infomercial You'll hear no reference to my dealership. I'm not going to try to sell you a car at all. I'm going to try to give you information to help you buy the car of your choice, repair, maintain the car of your choice, everything you might have in a way of a difficulty uh, about going out into the car dealer world. And uh, whether you're repairing or maintaining or buying or leasing, it can be a bit of a bit of a drag, bit of a challenge. And uh, that's... Uh, documented by a study that I refer to every week on this show to add validity to what I'm saying. It's a Gallup Annual Poll on Honesty and Ethics and Professions. That annual poll documents, since 1977, by the way, 40-some-odd years, since 1977, car dealerships have ranked at the bottom or very near the bottom of the annual poll on honesty and ethics and professions. It's kind of a shameful thing. It's shameful to me personally because, as I say, I am a car dealer and I have been for a long, long time. So I don't like the idea of my profession being looked at uh, so negatively by most all Americans, but they do. And so this show, Earl Strolling Cars, is a way to make that right. And we've been on the air for over 10 years. And uh, we listen to you. We listen to your suggestions, your criticisms, uh, your personal experiences, those are particularly interesting. We also like to hear from you that uh, can uh, identify a good car dealer out there. Uh, we know they're good car dealers, there's just not enough of them. And in fact, we uh, ferret out the good ones and the bad ones in something called our Mystery Shopping Report. So, if you're new to the show, you got to stay tuned for this, the Mystery Shopping Report. We go out every week. We've been doing this for, as I say, over 10 years. and We visit some car dealership in South Florida go down as far as Fort Lauderdale. I don't think we've gone to Miami yet. We probably will. We've gone as far north as Vero Beach, but we pretty much covered the South Florida area. And we go in and pretend to buy or lease a car. Sometimes we go in to pretend to uh, maintain or repair a car, usually buy or lease, and we tell you exactly what happened. We tell it like it is. We name names. We name dealerships, name salesmen, sales managers. The only person we don't name is our secret shopper for fear of uh, retaliation (laughs) and uh, car dealers know what we're doing and we post we just started doing this by the way we post our mystery shopping reports online and Stu uh, what is the what is the website for our new mystery shopping
0: report it is Uh mysteryshoppingreports.com very simple
1: easy to remember Mm -hmm. I was very amazed that we got that name for our mysteryshoppingreport.com. Nancy?
2: Uh, I'd like to uh, tell the ladies and gentlemen that if they'd like to be part of the show, and you are an important part of the show, give us a call toll-free at 866-960-9960, uh, um, excuse me, that's eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at 772 772- Four nine seven six five three zero. And speaking of the show and the mystery shopping report, I have an announcement uh, to make. Uh, Earl Stewart on Cars podcast is now available on SunCloud. We've posted all our past shows going back to the beginning of January. So if you can tune in to hear our show live on ninety five point nine, the Palm or True Oldies 106.9 on Saturday mornings or if you've missed any of our any part of our past shows you can hear them now whenever you want on SoundCloud. Simply download SoundCloud app from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store or you can go to www.soundcloud.com and search for Earl Stewart on Cars back to the recovering car dealer well thanks
1: Nancy that's very exciting you know we're really getting sophisticated I mean this is high-tech, high-tech. So tech. We're hightech we're I love it SoundCloud and uh, we've got all of our uh, what do we call podcasts
0: yeah podcasts and they're also going to be available on the Apple Pod app that you can get with your phone it comes with your phone if you have an iPhone wow and so we're gonna get it out there yeah it'll High be tech. nice
2: because I have so many complaints about missing you know our exactly. listeners or y- you know our followers missing the show and why can't they get the show later in the week or when it's convenient for them, and now they can.
1: This whole video thing uh, with our YouTube, by the way, is just absolutely taking, uh, it's going crazy. I'm getting calls all the time now from all around the country. And usually, I mean, they're not picking us up on our blog and, of course, the newspaper columns that I have. uh, The radio show, we get some calls from that because you can stream it. But we're actually getting more calls on YouTube, our YouTube channel, than uh, just about anything else. And I'm talking to some people from uh, Pennsylvania. Still, I referred a couple of them to you.
0: talked to a gentleman from Illinois uh, and also somebody from Ohio yesterday looking for advice buying a truck up in that area.
1: Yeah. So that's what we do, folks. This is why we're here. We're here as a service. We're a consumer advocacy show. And I don't know of any other consumer advocacy show. I know uh, on cars. Uh, I don't know of any, certainly, that does a mystery shopping report. I spoke, I always get a laugh every time. I do I do a lot of public speaking. And last week I spoke between the uh, Northside Kiwanis Club, a great group of people, and um, <clears throat> about 50% women, by the way. Nancy couldn't join me. She normally joins me at all my speaking engagements, but she had a little um, setback with some minor surgery she's totally recuperated from. So I was there at the Kiwanis Club, and um, I, I always say to the to the folks at the Kiwanis Club that, that the car dealers hate me because I have these mystery shopping reports. And uh, I say that Bob never been sued in 10 years, Plus, I've never been sued. And I said, if there's any lawyers in the audience, you'll you'll back me up on this. And we had one lawyer in the audience. I said, well, tell me if I'm right or wrong. The perfect defense against libel or slander is the truth. And everybody laughed. So I always get a laugh when I do public speaking and I talk about why I haven't been sued. And I say... Colin from the control room smiling because he's part of this radio station. He doesn't want to see me suit. Nobody in the radio station (laughs) wants to see me suit because they'd probably be adjoined in the suit. Of course, they have a disclaimer where they claim no responsibility or liability. But the fact of the matter is these mystery shopping reports are pretty vivid. They're pretty candid. We actually tell the truth, and we, can, we have two lists. We have our recommended dealer list, and our rec- do, uh, recommend you don't buy from this dealer list, and we come about these from the mystery shopping report. So for all you true oldies fans that were listening to this great music, and you suddenly got me,
0: Sorry that's, about that.
1: That's what it's all. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you know, I might I might do a song or two in the second half of the show. I'm only kidding.
0: By the way, I want to say one thing. If you go to EarlOnCars.com, mm-hmm. you're going to find links to all those. Our YouTube channel, Mr. Shopping Reports, GoodDealerBadDealerList.com. Check your car for recalls. We've got all, this, all the links right there on the first page. And the iCloud? Uh, in the cloud. In the cloud? I think so. I'm not sure.
1: Okay, we'll be sure. <laughs> if we don't, we'll put it on there. Yeah, that's a great. That way you only have to remember one thing. Earl Stewart on cars no, or Earl, Earl on cars. Earl on cars. Yeah, and also on,
0: on YouTube, if you just search Earl on cars, you're going to find yeah. all those videos that you about. Earl
1: you're talking on cars, yeah. Them. I mean, we almost have too much information. I get confused about it, but we, the video is really the coolest because you really get a lot more of the feel for what we're doing and the more of the detail, and it's easier to comprehend. Uh, yeah, you know, let me go around the room and and talk to the folks here in the studio, or, or just let you know who's here. I got Rick Kearney on my right. <coughs> Rick Kearney is a uh, a genius when it comes to auto mechanics. In fact, he used to be called a mechanic he's back blushing. in the day, and then but he's blushing. Uh, and then and then he's they so started cute. calling him a technician, and now his new name is auto computer scientist. And if you haven't bought a car in four or five years, you're in for a real surprise because we don't sell cars anymore. We're selling computers on wheels. I say that a little bit tongue-in-cheek. But the fact of the matter is the, the, the cars dogs. today are so sophisticated that it takes a guy like Rick to be able to uh, fix them, basically. so it,
3: r- It's true. There's The average car right now has 30 to 40 computers in it. Wow, that's that amazing. Is.
1: That is amazing. And, you know, if, you, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, I'm sorry, because you can pop the hood on that car, you can get on a little, get on your back and climb underneath the car. You can look all over. You're not going to be able to tell what anything is anymore. Cars are computers, very, very sophisticated. And there's some good news and bad news about that. And next to Rick Kearney, on his right and my right, is Nancy Stewart. You heard from her a little earlier. Nancy is my co-host. She's been with me from the get-go on this thing. And she does, as I say, normally goes to speaking engagements, and uh, she's uh, the co-host on the show.
2: Thank you very much. She's
1: also a woman's advocate. Yes,
2: exactly, and and, uh, it's funny you should mention that, so I'm going to take advantage and follow up here. Uh, Ladies, if you'd you'd like to uh, see me on YouTube, how women can get more respect in a car dealership. Uh, I'm still uh, up at Earl, the, is YouTube at EarlOnCars.com? EarlOnCars.com. Okay, so you can catch me uh, over there. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that number again is eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. or you can text us, you can text us at... 772-497-6530 remember you are an important part of the show uh we can't thank you enough for joining us on saturday morning and spending some time with us and uh, we learn from you and you learn from us so give us a call now back to the recovering car dealer
1: you yes, are you going to give out any cash today for first-time women callers
2: uh it's funny you should mention that uh Ladies, uh, if you didn't receive the uh, past lady winners, if you didn't receive that $50 from me, please give me a call and uh, we'll reconnect and you can give me your contact information. Uh, As far as the uh, new ladies that are listening to the show, the first two new lady callers can win themselves $50 this morning. Yes, $50. So give us a call. Give us a call and share your information with us. Uh, or uh, you can ask any question at all for any of us to answer. That number again is 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, we are going to go to uh, Bob, who's been holding. He's calling us from Lake Park. Good morning, Bob.
4: Good morning. How is everyone this morning? We're doing
2: Great. Great.
4: Beautiful day. It uh, is. Listen, I have a, I'm have having an issue with the uh, service department uh, at the local Ford dealer that's down the street from you.
1: Uh-huh. Mullinex. Uh,
4: yeah, okay. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the fact that you're always talking about, you know, what these car dealers do when you go in to buy, the, buy a car. And I understand the game, but I'm to the point now where I think I would rather pay more money for the vehicle, and pay the dealer fee, (laughs) and have uh, exemplary service than to save the money on the dealer fee, and save a little bit of money on the car, and then have a service department uh, that is just a, uh, it's a nightmare over there.
1: Bob, let me ask you a question. Uh, How far up the ladder have you gone to... to to register your complaint uh, have you spoken to the service manager of the dealership who is in charge of all of the mechanics and technicians and and service advisors uh, have you spoken to him
4: well they they just hired, they were they were operating oh, uh they just brought somebody in recently mm-hmm. and uh, so he's not really <laughs> he doesn't really uh, really I don't even think he knows what's going on in there and yeah. As far as the service advisors are concerned, they've turned over so many service advisors in the last uh, year, year and a half. I mean, you're always dealing with a different person. Really? So you can't even build a relationship with anyone. But, I mean, the last time I went in there, I, needed, I, I took it in. I, I had a coupon to get the Mustang done, uh, an oil change, and, a, you know, to rotate the tires and everything. It's supposed to go through the whole car. Uh, and, and So then uh, I, go, I leave it there all day for like five hours, and I come back and pick it up. And, uh, and, then the, and, and what they did was, uh, first of all, they overcharged me. And I said mm-hmm. to them, well, uh, why are you char- uh, charging me this number for? And they said, well, we had to put six quarts of oil in, in the car. And the car only takes five. That's the capacity on the car. Yeah. So they, they corrected that. They fixed that. I get home with the car, and uh, they, I noticed that they overinflated all the tires. The tires are supposed to be at 32 wow. when they're cold and all the tires were at 36, 37. Mm-hmm. They put too much air in the tires. I see. And then, just by happenstance, one of my neighbors needed to have a jump a couple of days later. So I, I took the bat, there's a cover on the battery. I took the cover off, and the cables were all corroded mm-hmm. from the condensation. Yes. And, you know, and, and they told me that when they went through the car, they were supposed to go through everything. And on the paperwork they gave me, the mechanic, who I found out who he was, uh, he put down there that he thoroughly checked the battery. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I know he didn't do that. I don't know what else he didn't do either on the list. Sure. As uh-huh. far as I know, maybe he didn't even change the oil. well. I have to go. Well, now I have to go and pull the dipstick. Thank goodness there's a dipstick on this car because uh-huh. a lot of cars don't even have them anymore. But I'm, now I have to go through the car myself and see if he checked everything out. And I tried to talk to the gentleman. he want me to bring the car back on Monday mm-hmm. and leave it all day again just
1: to clean the battery cable off. And, you know, and I... Well, and Bob, so I Bob internal... your your complaints are very valid, and I, 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 I hear the frustration in your voice, and, and you're absolutely right. Uh, you should be very, very unhappy. Uh... I can only say this: I, from the reputation of Mullenix, we have a good dealer and a bad dealer list. We have a recommended list and a do not buy list. Mullenix is on the on the other on the the better dealer list. Now I say that, and we say we say we have to have a good dealer list or a recommended dealer list because if we were absolutely Severe in our grading of car dealerships, there wouldn't be anybody on the good dealer list. So, uh, Mullenex is not perfect, and they have obviously, in your case, they're far from perfect. My my suggestion to you is that you itemize the, your your issues, and that you speak to somebody up the ladder. If you can get through to one of the Molynex uh, owners, there's a uh, brothers that own the Mullenex. They have several dealerships. That would be great if you can get to a, uh, someone. Higher up the ladder than whoever you're speaking to. Because there are people in the Molnix organization, I believe, that would like to help you. And that would like to correct the problems. I mean, to to, uh, overinflate your tires, to add an extra quart of oil, uh, to say they've inspected your battery and not clean off the corrosion clearly they didn't do it. You've got some incompetency there, and someone in authority would like to know about that. Uh, I think if you did this, you have a good chance with Mullenix to get things corrected with an apology, and they'll probably take a lot better care of you the next time you go back in. The other alternative, and then you'd have to go to Wayne Acres Ford, or you'd have to go to uh, uh, Al Packer Ford, or one of the other Ford dealers. You can always go to a different Ford dealer, or for that matter, go to an independent mechanic. But uh, you, you've got yourself a pretty good dealer there he's just got some problems he doesn't know about
0: you got to talk to Larry and jerry
1: larry or jerry monex yeah. i'm,
0: I'm, I'm going to try to meet with the uh, general ma- the general manager
4: was not there uh yesterday
1: uh-huh. and
4: uh, i'm going to try to meet with him good. on uh, this week and see and see what he has to say uh, this is not the first time i mean this is just the latest of what they've
1: done over yeah. to me over there. Well and, Bob, you know, it's a right, close price,
4: right so I don't really want to have to take the car to Alpaca or Wayne Acres.
1: Right. Well, it's you, far well away. you might be you might be out of the frying pan into the fire if you do that. Mulniks is a relatively good Ford dealership. Larry and Jerry, write write that down. Larry and Jerry Mulnix. And if you're persistent, I believe you can get through to those two guys. But start with the man you've got the appointment with and then say to him, You spoke to Earl Stewart uh, he knows Larry and Jerry Mullinex, but he'd you'd rather settle it on a local basis. If he can help resolve it and so that it doesn't happen again, you're fine with it. Other, otherwise, you're going to talk to Larry and Jerry Molnix and tell them that Earl Stewart told me to call him. And uh, you'd be surprised. The further up the ladder you go in any business, whether it's a grocery store or a car dealership. The further up the ladder you go, uh, the more likely you are to get a resolve. You find somebody that really cares and isn't aware of the problems you're having, and you're doing that person a favor by talking to him. He will thank you if you talk to Larry or Jerry Malnix. They will thank you for pointing out these things that happen. They don't like it because if it's happened to you, it's happened to dozens of other customers, and they don't hear about it.
4: Okay, well, that's good. Good tip. Thanks, all. And uh, maybe maybe you can start another list. Uh, uh, for the service departments of, of the car dealerships, and, and rank them also, because if service is extremely yes. important part of the relationship you have after you buy the car,
1: you're absolutely correct. And I've often thought I feel bad about the fact that we don't do no more service shops. And I certainly will give that serious consideration. I believe we should do that, Bob. Thanks very much for the call. Hey, would well, do me a favor, call back in next week and let me know how it went.
4: I will. Thank you so much, and you all have a great day. Thank
2: Thanks. you, Bob, and uh, keep listening, Bob. Uh, y- your uh, your complaint is certainly valid, and, uh, you know, to add a little more fuel to this fire, uh, I had a young lady uh, go over to Molinax, uh last week, and uh, her vehicle sat in service for three days. They never took a look at it. So uh, Earl's suggestion uh, to her uh, that we passed along to her that was same you know the same suggestion for you to go to uh, Larry or Jerry, and that's what she did. And I'm waiting to hear back from her. So uh, as Earl asked, please give us a call and let us know, update us on your situation. That number is eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. And uh, John has been waiting patiently from uh, Palm City. Give us uh, how you doing, John.
5: Fine. Good morning to the entire crew. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, you're welcome. I have two technical questions for Rick. One is the catalytic converter, which came out in 1975. Every American car has to have them on it by law. Has Rick ever ran across a a car, especially a high mileage car, that needed a new catalytic converter? Oh, yes. Okay, how is it detected? Because we don't have emission uh, checking in uh, Florida. And um, what are the symptoms that it needs? Is it a computer-related that you find that
3: they're defective? You'll get a check engine light. Uh, what happens is there's a basically an oxygen sensor before the catalytic converter and another one afterwards, and the computer reads the signals from both. And if the signal from the back sensor tells that computer that that catalytic converter is not operating properly, it triggers a check engine light, gives us a code, and it's very straightforward. It says replace it. Okay,
5: but they're
3: pretty expensive to
5: replace. Am I not uh, correct in that?
3: Yes, they can be quite expensive. What a okay. Have you ever been Somebody or more?
5: told me that the engine wouldn't run. It was stalling so bad. And the catalytic, this is a high-mileage car over 200000 The engine would stall on them and they went in, but listen to this. The mechanic that he used didn't replace it. He took it off, and all those beads and metal that's inside were all loose, and he just shaped it and came out and put it back again. Absolutely illegal, sounds like to me, right?
3: Yes, it is, because you're defeating the emission system on the car.
5: Okay, I just, I just wanted to find out you know how you do determine but they don't rot like the old muffler system and exhaust system of years ago they actually don't rot out from salt from the salt air or you know from uh, rough roads
3: no what okay. what normally happens is the catalyst inside starts to break down and it simply doesn't do its job like it should so but it's an okay. emissions thing and it's only in extreme cases would anybody see an actual symptom from it but other than that it's only gonna it'll set off that check engine light and they can be quite expensive to replace so it's something that uh, you'd want to get checked out by a couple places make sure of the diagnosis and get a couple different prices on repair
5: okay well well Earl is uh, you know older I'm two years older than him when they first come out They were nothing but a headache. I had a 75 Chevy Caprice, and at the beginning, when they came out, they had a sulfur smell that came out to them, and under warranty on my car, they replaced it twice, and then to make it worse, I had a driveway that had grass in the center part of it, concrete driveway, and actually, it would set grass on fire, so what they did, (laughs) they put the heat shields on
1: it. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, they're so, but John, they're so expensive to replace that some people with older cars really have to make a, a decision of conscience when they realize they've got to replace a catalytic converter, because a car might not be worth as much as a converter. So that leads uh, to the question, what do I do? Do I trade it in? Do I sell it? Uh, do I keep on driving it? Uh, but, you know, if you if you got a car worth $800, you don't want to spend $1,000 to fix it, and uh, some people just, unfortunately, elect the fact to keep on driving it. Yeah, uh, they'll, they'll drive okay, but they just are violating the law, the federal law. And uh, that's uh, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, that we do not have emission checks here. In many parts of the country they do, but we don't. So you can get away with it. Only you know that that check engine light is on, and only you know that your catalytic converter is bad. So you're, let your conscience be your guide.
5: Well, second question, I have is a friend of mine, the key fob. I guess you'd call it a key fob, but mm-hmm. the, uh, the uh, sensor is built into the key. The car's 10 years old. And I looked at it, and I said to him, you need a battery because the LED, the red LED light was not operating, which probably would show was a battery. Mm-hmm. So it was the battery. He put a brand new battery in, but then it was beyond that. The sensor that that operates in the car was gone is that in different positions that somebody could do that themselves on some cars his was a suv and the sensor to that was in the rear tail light above uh not the taillight the license plate light but it was a plug-in like a bulb and it got complicated because the entire panel on the rear deck had to be taken off but put this plug-in sensor are these sensors or computer, whatever you want to call it, are they in all different places on different model cars?
3: Yes, they are. As a matter of fact, if it's what's called a smart key car, there can be as many as six or eight different sensors throughout the car to pick up that key in various locations. Wow. So there could be one inside each door, one inside the car, one in the trunk. Yep, there's quite a few. Well, his
5: 10-year-old car, it was just one involved, and i say it was in the rear uh, deck, you know, on the trunk, the lid for the vehicle, and it was, you know, a small part, but it's not so easy. You don't put it in yourself because the entire panel uh, had to be taken off in the interior. Right. All right. Well,
3: do they go often? No. Very, very seldom does an internal sensor go bad on those. It's usually the key itself, uh, the battery in it, or and i'm gonna actually kind of throw mr scotty kilmer under the bus a little bit remember that guy on youtube that kept saying put your remote in the refrigerator
1: yeah yeah well
3: anybody that wears glasses like Stu, earl and myself when you've been in your car and you've got that ac set nice and cold and then you step out into mm-hmm. a nice Florida day and your glasses fog up instantly imagine that same thing is occurring with that key remote when you take it out of your refrigerator and you walk outside, that condensation immediately collects inside in little tiny amounts, and it starts to corrode those little circuit boards in there. Yeah. So that's something you want to be careful not to do that, but it's usually going to be one of the key remote itself or just a simple battery in it.
5: By the way, the, the battery, the simple battery, he works in Indian Town. He went to a place called Batteries and Bulbs, and they put the battery in a no charge, you know, the small battery that goes into it, and the funny thing about it, they give a lifetime guarantee on that battery on any one of their franchises. But I said to him, "Wait a minute! Well, lifetime warranty? You you got the car already ten years? How much longer do you think you're going to keep it?"
3: <laughs> <laughs> yep. I. But it's, I'm, it's I'm good to know they were very nice
5: to him and they they you know uh, didn't charge him any extra to put the battery in that key fob. Yep.
1: John, thanks John for the King? call.
2: Thanks so much for being part of the show, John. Uh, keep on listening, and uh, we appreciate you uh, being so dedicated to us. We'll talk to you again next week. Uh, we are going to go to Tina, who's been holding, and uh, Tina also is a regular. She's calling from Bonita Springs. Good morning, Tina. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Doing great. Hey, Tina. I was just thinking
6: about the big picture, a big part of the problem in purchasing the car and having it be an honest deal. I know that Florida Auto Dealers Association, I think that's the name, um, a lot of dealers, of course, are members of this. But, Earl, I wanted to ask you specifically, how heavily does FADA lobby the government?
1: That's their whole, their whole purpose, Tina. A lot of people think of it as some sort of a auto dealers association where we get around and talk about how to fix cars and how to make our customers happy. Uh, <clears throat> we don't do anything like that. All we talk about, and yeah. I say we, I, I, I used to be a director of the association, and uh, uh, I was also in the executive committee, so I really know exactly what goes on there. Uh, it's a lobbying organization. We, uh, we, tr- we make as much money as we can uh, through uh, vendor relationships. Uh, uh, all the car dealers that are members of FADA um, have... Uh, and that's, that, that's probably 95% of all the car dealers in Florida. You almost have to be a mm-hmm. member of FADA. Uh, you use the vendors that uh, FADA recommends, and then the vendors kick back money to the Florida Automobile Dealers Association. And, of course, you have the dues that we pay, and we also have PAC committees that we contribute. So uh, we give lots and lots of monies to FADA, and FADA gives lots and lots of money to the uh, folks that are running for political office. Our Attorney General, uh, Pam Bondi, she got elected largely through the efforts of the FADA. All of the state representatives and sen- senators uh, are either on the, we approve, we if they like car dealers, they're going to take care of car dealers. You scratch my back, they get donations. If not, they don't get donations. And then also, you have the National Automobile Dealers Association that doubles up on the ante when it comes to contributions. So if FADA and Ask NADA to help local candidates. They get that kind of help. So it's a little bit like a National Rifle Association. Exactly, it's a very, very, very powerful lobbying organization, and unfortunately, uh, the the people they're trying to help are the car dealers. Not the consumers, yes. not the car buyers. So, uh,
6: I was just going to say that very thing that people have to understand that NADA and FADA are not consumer-oriented
2: at all. They are strictly for the dealer. Exactly. Yes, they never have been.
1: Exactly. They took. It was really terrible. Yeah. They, they they never did take a uh, consumer a pro consumer thing on the uh, on the Takata airbag issue, and their only concern was the car dealers. They had no concern whatsoever for the, for the, the buyers of the cars with, with the Takata airbag. So, uh, it's uh, the car dealers are in the you know they're in business to make money, and the FADA yeah. is their boy and the FEDA takes care of them, and the idea is to enhance their profits. That's, That's the end of the conversation.
6: Yeah. And a totally unrelated question. This is for Rick, but there's a very small part of the automobile that's also one of the most important, and that is the PC valve, and could you explain exactly what that does and why it's so important to change it on a regular basis?
3: The PCV valve, yep, that's been around for many years. And it's the positive crankcase ventilation valve. And basically all it does is it takes the the vapors in the crankcase of the engine down where the oil is and all the moving parts. And it brings those oil vapors up into the engine to be burned rather than allowing those pressurized vapors to go out into the atmosphere creating an emissions issue. And that valve can become plugged up over time that's why they recommend having it changed out every couple of years just so you don't have any issues with it beginning to plug up and seize up and what that can do is the the temperature increases in the engine those pressures can build up a little bit and it actually starts to force that oil vapor out past the seals and makes the seals leak a little bit so that's why it's a good idea to replace that every so often
1: you know now, t- Tina PC Tina PC. I've been <laughs> I've been in the car business for almost 50 years and I had no idea what a positive crankcase ventilation valve so thank you very much for answering that question for our listeners and for this this car dealer
2: Oh no problem <laughs> Thanks Tina
6: <laughs> Thanks so much you guys have a great morning well, Thank right.
2: you
1: I, I, I hoped you had another question. You're such a great caller. we love to have you call, Tina. Not only, uh, do, I, do, not, I, do
6: I have another question? I, I don't think I, so. My, my, biggest, my biggest question was the NADA and the FADA. Well, I appreciate it. Well, well, if you think
1: another one, call back in. We love you.
6: Okay, thank you so much. Love you guys, too. Have a wonderful morning.
1: Bye-bye.
2: You're Thanks, welcome. Tina. Thanks, Tina. Uh, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772 772- Four nine seven six five three zero 6530 And uh, Earl has uh, a great blog in not only the Hometown News, uh, but the uh, Florida Weekly uh, that you can uh, pull up at EarlandCars.com if you didn't pick up the Florida Weekly or the Hometown News. And uh, the name of that column is Beware of the Phony Monroney. A great, great article. Also, I'd like to uh, repeat uh, what I... Told you this when we uh, first aired this morning. Uh, the Earl Stewart on Cars podcast is now available on SoundCloud. We posted all of our past shows going back to the beginning of January. So if you can't tune in to hear our show live on 95.9, the Palm or True Oldies 106.9 on Saturday mornings. Or if you've missed any of our past shows, you can hear them now whenever you want on SoundCloud. Simply download the SoundCloud app from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Or you can go to www.soundcloud.com and search for Earl Stewart on Cars. So that
0: just do uh, soundcloud.com slash Earl on Cars. It'll take you right there.
2: Very good. Yeah. That's great information, Stu. Thank you for that. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have we have a whole lot to get to, and uh, you're an important part of the show, so uh, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, and uh, the uh, text number is 772-497-6530. Mystery Shop's going to be coming up, and that is from offlease.com. The topic something near and dear to our hearts that we've been fighting for two years and asking Attorney General Pam Bondi for help and the governor, Rick Scott. So uh, stay tuned for that. Now back to the recovering car dealer.
1: Well, speaking of text, and that number again is 772-497-6530. If you can text us and remain anonymous, 772-497-6530. I have a text. Uh, And I'll just read it to you. What role does a sales manager play in a car sale? Is he really needed to review each sale with the rep, meaning the, the salesman, in the back and forth process? Can't the sales rep close the deal by himself? I find the whole process very frustrating. And this is Rich from Stewart. Well, Rich, uh, what you're referring to, of course, is the classic way of selling cars. It's the 20th century version, and that's the way cars are still being sold by most dealers in the 21st century. Uh, It's kind of like a, well, it's not respecting the wishes and the comfort and the courtesy that you owe your customers. So it's the old game playing thing. You come in and the hassle, haggle, negotiation process, the game is played this way. You give the person a very, very high price, meaning the person, meaning you, the customer, give them a very high price, inflate the price, even over sticker price. That's the reason that we have dealer addendums and dealer list prices as opposed to manufactured suggested list price. You heard Nancy earlier talk about the phony Monroney. Well, the Monroney label is the MSRP sticker mandated by federal law. There are phony monronies that car have to inflate the price of the car. Why? Because when they negotiate, they can come down in price. So they give you that super high price, maybe two, three thousand dollars over MSRP, and then they come down a little bit at a time, and in the process they go back and forth to the sales manager. And the consumer is supposed to be fooled into thinking, I'm doing a really good job negotiating. I'm I'm getting the price down. So when you finally buy the car and you take it home, you tell all your friends and neighbors, boy, they tried to sell me this car for $26,000. I got them down $3,000. I really got a deal. Well, the fact of the matter is, you probably paid $3,000 too much anyway, because they inflated the price by $3,000 and may well have sold you the car at the MSRP. So, that's uh, that's the story. Uh, try to look for one price dealers. Uh, the company that we're shopping this afternoon, the uh, the used car outfit offlease.com, is one price. CarMax is one price. Uh, <clears throat> Mullenex Ford, I believe, is one price. Or they say they are. They say they are. They say they are. Yeah, you have to be careful. The car dealers out there that say they're one price, that they're not. Um, bottom line pricing comes to mind from Al Packard Ford, and uh, that isn't really one price. But anyway, uh, that's the name of the game. The best thing to do is to, uh, to shop online, avoid the game. Uh, when you go into a car dealership, you're almost sucked right into that game because the salespeople are trained. They don't know any other way to do it. They are... They are issued orders to give you a price that is far above the price that the sales manager will eventually accept to sell the car for. And they'll keep you there as long as they can in that game going back and forth before they'll finally sell you a car. It's uh, not a pleasant process.
2: Uh, Remember ladies, uh, you can win yourselves $50. I know you're out there listening so give us a call. $50 for the first two lady callers, please. Take advantage of that fifty dollars. You can do something with that. eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and uh, the uh, text number is seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Now back to the recovering car dealer. You
1: know, I had a, I had an interesting uh, call the other day. Actually, it was an email from a group that I spoke spoke to, and it was someone with a two thousand sixteen or it was an older Prius. And not that old, but uh, the question was replacing the key fob, and I'm I'm in I'm in the uh, process now of trying to help her. She didn't want to pay um, the 250 or 300 dollars to replace her key fob, and so I went online and I found on on um, Amazon a lot of key fobs that were purportedly uh, able to replace the key fob of manufacturers' cars. So <clears throat> I'm giving you a preliminary. Uh, Heads up on that. Uh, buyer beware, even on Amazon. But Amazon does have a return policy, and the prices on these uh, Keypops remotes were considerably less than what the car dealers charge you. Uh, bear in mind that the manufacturers charge too much to the car dealers, and then they mark it up again, and they charge uh, you the. Uh, markup over a uh, exorbitant markup in the first place. So, a lot of these key fobs out there now are selling for $300, 350 uh, even higher. So, check Amazon and Google and go around. There are aftermarket uh, remotes that are being made available. And hopefully, they'll bring the price down eventually. This particular one that I was checking out on the Prius, uh, there were two models, uh, one with a black logo and one with a silver logo. And... Uh, the one with the correct logo would do the job for about a third of the price of what the manufacturer was charging. So uh, heads up on remotes. A lot of folks now don't even realize that the remote they have for their car, if they lose it, uh, they're out of pocket 300 or $400. In fact, there's even... Lost key fob insurance that some car dealers will sell you. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah. the the good old days when you just had a key that you stuck yeah. in ignition are <laughs> gone. We had a caller last week that said, "When can we? Why can't we go back to that day?" And the the problem was. A, with a key that you stick in the ignition and you start your car, you have to take it out of the, uh, the ignition and not your, you're not going to leave your engine running. And we talked about that danger. So the, the keyless remote is a really fancy high-tech thing, very, very convenient in a lot of ways, but it can be dangerous and, again, it's very, very expensive.
2: A lot of ups and downs. And uh, how many times did I get a call on the replacement, you know, of the remote and how expensive it was and still is. So, great information, ladies and gentlemen. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Back to the recovering car dealer. Yeah, write the number
1: down. Uh, we're getting hit in a little lull here. That always makes me nervous, but write the number down because if you're listening, you're uh, likely to come up with a question later on. We get a lot of chit-chat, a lot of back and forth, and you hear things. And if you want to say something and you don't have the number written down, uh, you'll wish you had. So write this number down, 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. And if you want to text us, write this number down, too. Area code 772 497 six five three oh that's seven seven two four nine seven six five three oh rick
3: um just a quick word on those key fobs folks beware getting them from places like craigslist or ebay when they're when you're buying them used because i know for a fact with a lot of toyotas especially prius the second generation if that key fob was programmed to operate another car Some of them, uh, matter matter of fact, a whole lot of them cannot be reprogrammed to operate another car. And because I always thought it'd be pretty convenient if you had a husband and wife that both owned the same model of car and they programmed each of their keys so they would only have to carry one fob and could drive both cars. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Once that key has been programmed to a car, in a lot of cases, it cannot be. Programmed to another car ever again.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't buy anything on Craigslist, and I certainly wouldn't buy a used key fob from anybody. Right. But uh, uh, Amazon has got the protection because they give you the guarantee. Yeah, now and that's
3: it, got a safety f- factor. So to if it. you
1: could save uh, two, three hundred dollars on Amazon with the right to return it if it doesn't work properly, you're not out of pocket anything. I got another text, and uh, I'm going to give that text number out again because sometimes people like to text more than they like to call. Seven seven two four nine seven six five three oh. Text us seven seven two four nine seven six five three oh. Here's the text. I'm shopping for a new car but don't want to overextend myself with all of my other expenses. Are there some guidelines that you can provide about what percent of my paycheck I should limit to a car payment? Cheryl from Jupiter. Uh you know I honestly I don't know what that number is. I uh I think that uh uh, you 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 certainly should consider your 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 monthly payment. Um, I think an, you should also consider uh, the equity in the vehicle that you're buying. Um, that's equally important, really, to the cash flow, of the monthly payment. Uh, I, I'm going to pull if if we have any uh, financial advisors out there or bankers, lenders. If you have a number that you can give Cheryl on what percent of your paycheck should you be paying for your transportation? uh... in terms of out-of-pocket every month uh... <clears throat> i'm gonna say less than ten percent but that's just a wild guess uh, but i think equally as important as i say if you're buying a vehicle and you're buying a vehicle that has a high resale value in lease terms as a high residual and you are financing it over a reasonable term and you're getting a good interest rate you're building equity in the car so even though your payment might be stretching your budget a bit, let's say, $500 a month, and if that's tight for you. It's not as tight as it would be if you were spending $500 a month and you weren't building equity. Uh, it's just like savings. Uh, building equity is like putting money into the bank. So if you build equity in your car, when you come to trade the car again, whether you just want to or you have to, you have that equity for a down payment, which can reduce your payment the next time you buy a vehicle. So... Uh, uh, Just a kind of a wild-ass guess, I would say 10% or less, and be sure you're building equity with a car that has a high resale value at the end. And you can find out which cars have the highest resale value by just checking Consumer Reports
2: all kinds of ways to get uh, knowledge and empower yourself so that uh, you're in control. And, uh, you know, I I had a uh, text uh, from a uh, young lady who was asking me about uh, the car that she owned, and she was taking it in uh, to the same dealership where she was going to purchase a car. And I told her, you know, the best way to go is to keep that uh, trade-in separate. Uh, take it to a couple of dealerships and find out what that car is worth. Uh, you know, you can you can go in and attempt to purchase a car without that trade-in. You may be better off because you'll get more money for it. So uh, take that information and uh, empower yourself. Our number is 877 960 and you can text us at 772-497-6530. Uh, Back to the recovering car dealer, and uh, you—you know—I uh, you told me that uh, this past week you heard from uh, Rosemary, Ro- Rosemary Sheehan. Earl? Yeah,
1: Rosemary Sheehan. Yeah, matter of fact, um, our shopping report uh, is involved with uh, part of something I have to say about Rosemary Sheehan. Rosemary Sheehan is someone that I wish lived in Florida. Uh, she's she's in California, uh, good for California, unfortunately for us in Florida. And she's an amazing uh, woman. Uh, fee- uh, she's an advocate uh, for car buyers. And her organization is called CARS, uh, C-A-R-S. It's the Center for Auto Safety. And you can, you, if, if you really want to, cars.com or cars.org, I believe, you can check her out. Uh, Check her organization out. Get a lot of information, even though it's California-based, that would apply in Florida. But she's a real tiger, and she's been going after uh, the people that are taking advantage of car buyers for a long time. Uh, She had an amazing victory recently in California against CarMax. Now, CarMax is the largest retailer of used cars in the world. Huge. And... uh, She went after CarMax because they were not disclosing to their customers that they had dangerous recalls, Takata airbags in particular. And so I've been kind of uh, going back and forth. We actually had Rosemary call the show, and I think I'll have her call the show again. But uh, there's a major victory. We'll talk about it later with the Mystery Shopping Report that applies to you directly here in Florida thanks to Rosemary Sheahan's efforts in California.
2: Yeah, she's definitely driven by a whole lot of a whole lot of passion and uh, she is a tiger that's uh, rosemary shahan uh, we're going to go to our our next caller and that's a uh, desiree from west palm beach good morning desiree thank you for the call what can we do for you good good morning you guys good morning again this morning um
7: i have a bit of a situation um i had taken my vehicle to a Uh, local, reputable, a um, clinic. Uh, It was like a car, I want to say maybe car clinic. And I had them to look at my vehicle. I was having some grinding sound. This was actually back in July of 2017. So they mentioned to me that it was my lower ball joints and they needed to be replaced. So I had them to uh, replace that and, and fix those. Fast forward, here we are again. I just took my vehicle back down there because I was experiencing the same thing, not thinking that it would be the same thing because it hasn't actually been a year, Um, and started to experience that same sound, that grinding uh, sound, pulling. Uh, It was was so bad. And so when I went back, he told me the same thing. He said, well, you're going to have to have your... Uh, lower ball joints um, replaced. So the first job they did was was $481.44. And now uh, when he just told me that I needed to have them uh, done again, I think he either forgot that he had done them. So then he charged me now $525. So I asked him, I see, could you by any chance give me the printout? of the job that you guys did back in July. So he said, sure. He gave me the printout. And I'm looking on the printout, and I'm saying to myself, wow, this is July fourteenth, 2017. Uh, you are showing on here that you guys did that. He says, well, that's not what we did. He said, now I have to replace the upper ball joint. Well, Ford Mustang, the old two that I have, doesn't have upper ball joints. They didn't make those on that particular vehicle. And it's the struts that, you know, doing the car. So my question is, is what is going on? And then I actually took the car for a second opinion, actually for a third opinion. The second opinion uh, is Tire Kingdom. I had them to put it on their machine. They called me out for me to look up underneath to show me what had happened. I took pictures of it. They didn't do it.
1: Hmm. Wow.
2: Wow.
7: So I'm like, what do I do? So I called and talked to uh, talked to them yesterday. Um, The manager of the place was not there, so they told me to call back Monday so that they can try to rectify this. But You know, at this point, this is a pretty good uh, place that most people go to to have their cars, you know, fixed. And I'm not here to down them. They could be, you know, what I'm saying. So my question
3: is, what do I do? (laughs) Um, Well, where is this place that you had the repairs done, Desiree?
7: I had it done at Car Clinic. It's down in Lake Worth.
3: Okay. And they said they replaced the lower ball joints the first time back in July. Uh,
7: mm-hmm.
3: When Tire Kingdom looked at it, did they say that yes, it looked like those were pretty new?
7: They're no, no, they're not.
3: <laughs> so, in other no. words, they they told you they replaced them, but they didn't replace mm-hmm.
7: them. No, and not only that, the the side that's doing the most noise. Uh, when I looked at the the rubber around the top of it it is flat there is no grease they they told me that there was no grease in it at all they couldn't even get the screw off and then on the other side the screw was missing but there there was oil I mean grease in that part and they were like what did they do so The the head mechanic for Tire Kingdom said to me, "Um, they're trying to take you for a ride because this is not done. There's no way that this could have been done back in July for you to come back, and it looks like this now. So here is what what Tire Kingdom wrote on their paper. Uh, Ball joints that were put in needed to be greased before putting in, and one does not show grease fittings at all is wow. what they stated. So,
1: De- Desiree, let me ask you a question. Uh, did you, how high up the ladder have you taken this? Have you spoken to the owner of Car Clinic? I'm not familiar with that company in Lake Worth, but uh, did you speak to the uh, general manager or the owner?
7: Not yet. I spoke with his sister. He was the one who sat down and told me this. Mm-hmm. He was the one who actually sat down when I went in Wednesday um he was the one who said that you know this is what the problem is and so when i asked him about the paperwork that he had uh prior done you know the the actual uh, invoice the paper that he had already done he said to me oh well that's not the one he says, now i need to go and make sure i take care of the upper ones because it's the upper ones now and i'm thinking like wow yeah, you
1: know, I think it's, it's you, I think you, I think you need to uh get to the highest person you can speak to there and then if you don't get satisfaction then you have to file a complaint. You go with the county office of consumer affairs, you can go with the attorney general's office, you go with uh uh better business bureau. That's that's, that's not the strongest source, but um uh, you 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 need to tell them you make it right or else I'm going to have to take action. And uh, uh, hopefully, uh, if you get to the person that really in charge and you show them that letter from Tire Kingdom, then they will take uh, action and reimburse you or make it right. But uh, you, uh, when all else yeah, fails, you go to really file a complaint. And then when, if that fails, then you have to hire a lawyer, which that's the last thing I recommend to anybody.
7: Yeah. Right, yeah. And, and see, that's what I, I really didn't want to do, but... You know, I'm, like, so disappointed because my other third opinion was Tires Plus. And this was someone who, um, you know, I'm familiar with uh, mentioned this as well. He said, well, you don't have uh, an upper ball joint on that particular vehicle, so who told you that? Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm just, I'm so disappointed. I'm so, because this was supposed to be, like, a place that everybody goes to and I'm quite sure that some of your listening audience are familiar with this place. They are supposed to be awesome, so well, um,
1: I'm just looking at I, them on online. They have a five star five star or close to a five star Google rating. Uh, you want You could check them on Better Business Bureau. I mean, it could be, you know, they're good companies that just have uh, people working for them that shouldn't be there. And uh, I have some people working for me probably that shouldn't be there. Uh, every business has people that are not doing the job. The problem is, can you get through to the guy that really cares? And I talked to a man earlier about Malinex Ford, the same situation. So try to go all the way to the top at Carr Clinic and call us back next week and let us know what happened. Uh, feel free to use uh, my name, Earl Stewart, and uh, just tell them that we're talking about them on the radio and we believe that they're a good company. They have a good. They have a 4.9 Google rating. Better um, the Business Bureau. I'll bet it's probably good too. And uh, Mm -hmm. we think that uh, he made a mistake and he'll make it right. And call us back uh, next Saturday and let us know.
7: I sure will. Thank you guys Des, again. Thank
1: you, Desiree. So much.
2: Desiree. It's always great to hear from you. And uh, you, you know, Miss Nancy, you you thank you. You use the word disappointing, and it certainly is disappointing. And uh, you know, to get into a situation like that, where you know possibly the end result would be an attorney, is an unfortunate situation because that takes forever. So I hope that you can solve your problem uh, with some cooperation uh, with the people that. Uh, you know you say are very reputable and everyone Mm -hmm. goes to them and earl said it's a five star so give us a call give us an update let us know what's going on i sure will guys you guys enjoy the rest of your saturday thank you so much thank you for being part of the show give us a call toll free at 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 now back to the recovering car dealer
1: yeah, you know, I, I say this so often to so many people. On last week's show, uh, I spoke about how I was able to get through, or the customers were able to get through to the top dog, so to speak, to the person in charge. And we we do a lot of trashing of car dealerships, and we talk a lot of uh, of uh, bad things about car dealers and the way they operate. And it isn't that it's not true; it's the fact that. I think a lot of car dealers are resentful uh, because they have good intentions. And I bet 75% of car dealers have good intentions. Unfortunately, only about 10% of them execute and deliver uh, to the customer. And a lot of that is just because of the ignorance of what's going on. It's very difficult when you're running a chain of car dealerships. We've got people out there, let's talk about Schumacher, knew. Uh, Dick Schumacher, the founder of Schumacher, Buick years ago, came out of Chicago. I <clears throat> his son, Chuck. Chuck has grown tremendously. He's got, I'm going to guess, 15 franchises in Delray and West Palm Beach area. And uh, he can't possibly stay on top of all of his employees. I'll bet he's got 500 employees. And in that huge barrel, there are a lot of apples, and he's got some rotten ones out there. In car clinic... Probably has a couple of rotten apples. If you can get hold of Chuck Schumacher and you got a problem with any of his dealerships, he's going to make it right. If you can get hold of the top guy or near the top guy, you've got a much better chance of getting your problem resolved. So always remember that. And feel free to call me. I know most all of the car dealers. I know most all of the general managers. Uh, I'm not saying they love me, but they respect me. And if you put, invoke my name, uh, you'll probably be able to get through to some people to get your problem resolved.
2: Great information, and uh, we're not looking for them to love us, uh, because uh, we're just looking for them to respect us. Give us a call to free at 877 or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, we have a call from Paul, Paul from Palm Beach Gardens. Welcome to the show, Paul. Oh, thank you for having my call.
8: I would like to say, I have, this is my third car from Earl. I got my third Corolla, and uh, I have to say, very happy, except for one little problem.
1: Well, when, let's, you turn let's hear it. It, when you turn Hang up it. Hang up on it. Hang it. up on it. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding, <bro>. uh, <laughs> Go ahead. No,
8: Earl, I bet you were. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm an auto record dealer from New York. Uh, foreign cars only from 1970 to 19 till the last five years ago. Uh-huh. My T T21s, my RA42s, they're embedded in my head. If you know what they are, right? Oh yeah. You know what those are, right?
1: Uh huh. Yeah. T21s. He wants
8: Corollas,
3: you to tell them what they are. Uh-huh.
8: Them all Corollas. The old Celicas, the yeah, ra forty two. Yeah, yeah I've, been, I've
1: been selling a Toyota since 1975, yeah.
8: Yeah. That Celica's <laughs> a great numbers, car. Oh, yeah. Those numbers are stuck in my head. It's so funny. Yes. Anyway, when I, I was supposed to turn in my car, my two vehicles uh, about a, a couple of months ago, I got a card from somebody saying to check with us and bring the car to us, and we'll go over it and all that money. Very I mean, it was very official looking, but it was very unnecessary because when I brought one car there, they made a sheet that looked like uh, four pages that I had 14 accidents. The other car, which was in two accidents, had nothing. Nobody complained about one thing. It was amazing. So I don't know who those people are, and really they weren't necessary because I brought the second car back without even going to them. And uh, the, the uh, sales lady, uh, what the heck was her name, Tiara, something like that, very tenure or something, very nice, helped me very well, Hel- helped my family, and was a very good, uh, good deal. All good. But
1: you know what I'm talking about, that thing that somebody sends, it's not your company, though. Well, yeah, I understand. Yeah, it's, you know, I've got, I talked about that earlier. We we all make mistakes, uh, every business. I don't care whether Apple makes mistakes. In fact, I had, you know, to me, Apple is my hero in terms of uh, consumer treatment, and uh, they really messed up on something. And it wasn't that bad, but even the best companies make mistakes. What makes a difference between a good company and a bad company is being able to access the person in charge that can make a decision, and who cares about the customer. And virtually every, every comp- company has one. I mean, I have, hopefully they have more than one, but the bigger the company, the more they should have. And they should also make it easy for customers to have access to people who can hear the complaints and be fair. So – uh One of the games that companies play is is be sure the boss doesn't find out what's going on. And no (coughs) one likes the boss to find out or hear the complaints. They try to protect the boss, you know, quote-unquote. They don't want the boss to be bothered. What they really don't want to have happen is have the boss learn some of the stuff that's going on that will reflect badly on them. So when you find a car dealership or a, a computer store that doesn't want you to talk to the boss, yeah, you, know, you turn around and walk out and find a computer store or a car dealership that will encourage you to speak to the people in charge. That's that's the the bottom line. Don't look for perfection in businesses. You're not gonna find it. We still we still got you there, Paul?
8: Look oh, yeah, I'm
1: on the phone. Okay, but we're was
8: that wasn't really the topic we were discussing. Yeah. I think yeah. you got
2: you got tangent off
1: on me. Okay, well <laughs> I thought I was talking about the same. Uh, somebody tell me what Paul's problem is, we'll try to address it. anybody know
2: repeat yourself paul
3: paul you said you had a problem with your corolla
8: no never the greatest cars on the road not like i said i was an auto wreck for 35 years yeah those are the best cars we ever took in junk and sold them anyway (laughs) they were great well i
1: apologize (laughs) tell me tell me again what your problem is
8: Uh, well it was all taken care of because your sales lady who helped us was very good great like i told you the uh, form that we got in the mail from some companies telling us to bring the car to them and they will check out the car for us and then bring it to you, which was fine. But when I brought it to them, <laughs> when I got it back from them, they had like a four sheet, four sheets of freaking problems. The car was black, immaculate, never in an accident, had less than, had like 28,000 miles on it when we brought it back in. The way the uh, sales lady saw it and said, there's not a single thing wrong with this car. What the heck is this to be pages? And that was the truth. Mm -hmm. I had a car. The second car we brought in had two accidents. You people fixed them perfectly. When I brought that in, they couldn't find one thing wrong with the cars. So I don't know about that company that you use or they just haphazardly send these things and get paid
1: by you people. You're talking about lease cars, I presume.
8: Only lease, yeah.
1: Yeah, these cars. Yeah, well, you're talking about the end of the lease inspection, uh, where the right. lease, leasing company has a check sheet that you have to go over. Uh, You raise an important point because everyone should be very careful about that. You should be physically present when the inspection is made, or you should at least go around and go through the check sheet when you return the car to the car dealership that you leased the car from. And if you really want to be careful, you get your smartphone out, you take some pictures of the tires of the interior and the exterior, and keep that as documentation. Stu has a comment.
0: I can I can address something that's kind of interesting—a strange thing that they do at the end of the lease. And it sounds like this might have happened to you. If you had any damage, even even if it was repaired perfectly, and I think that happened, Mm -hmm. right?
8: No, no, the car that was damaged was never—they never found anything. The car that wasn't damaged was like less than thirty thousand miles after, after three years. Yeah. Well, I got. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. When they
0: get the cars back, they'll check them to see if there was any paintwork, and even if it was done perfectly, then they ask us to send an invoice for the repair. Then they wipe out the charges. So it's kind of like an exercise they go through. Maybe they'll catch somebody sleeping, and they'll pay the bill. Don't know why. Yeah. That. Okay. Well, that, that's scary. But basically,
8: but basically, it was unnecessary because when you turn in the car, you don't have to bring it into them people. I brought the second car right to you people. No problem. Turned it in. That was the end of it.
1: Yeah, the inspection should be made even if you don't return it to the leasing company. And sometimes the leasing company will visit you. Uh, it depends on the uh, where the car is leased and, and how it's leased. But there's always an end-of-lease inspection, and that's always a po- potential liability for you if you're leasing a your right. car. Some leasing companies are absolutely terrible. They'll go after you for thousands of dollars of damages that don't exist. Uh, sometimes the damages do exist, but they exist because... Someone drove the car and damaged the car after you turned it back in. So with all that said, when you t- when the car is in your custody and control and you're returning it, be sure you have documentation, be it pictures or a copy of the lease inspection form signed by you and a representative to defend yourself when they come after you. I would say in about half the cases, from my experience, the leasing companies go after repairs that are not justified and you can Uh, usually if you contest it you can usually get them uh, reduced or sometimes even eliminated
8: sure if you get another car (laughs) turn it in and get another car no problem yeah paul thanks very (laughs) much i really
1: appreciate the call
8: hey and i appreciate your your, uh, service that i received from your place at all times thank you so much again
1: wonderful i appreciate the compliment
2: Give us a call again, and uh, thank you for all that information. And uh, if you're not careful, whenever you turn in that lease, you know you got to do your homework. You know, there's uh, like Earl said, you know, sometimes there's just it, it. Their complaints about the damage on your car are not valid. So taking pictures and being very careful, how long that car sits on the lot whenever you turn it in, you have to take all those pictures of every side of the car. Before you turn it in, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530.
1: Okay, I've got another text here, I think.
0: I think we have four of them.
1: Wow. Four of them. Uh here's one I can't Great. answer, but uh, maybe I'll... It doesn't make any difference whether I can answer them or not. I answer them. Uh, I'm a good guesser. Uh, do I know any good suppliers of parts for a 1968 Thunderbird? Uh, and the first thing that pops into mind is no. Google. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I go on Google, and I say, what are some good suppliers of parts for a 1968 Thunderbird? And you'll have a whole bunch of them.
3: Rick? And I would Google a company called Year One. Year, G-E-A-R? No, year as in the year. Oh, year. The year, the year date. a uh, Year One. This company, they specialize in antique cars, older cars. Um, their biggest specialization is for General Motors, the Camaros, uh, the shoebox Chevys, but they also do Thunderbirds. They also handle the Chryslers, the 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 old muscle cars, and '68 is right in their their golden zone. That's so it's they would be the Y E A
1: R O N A or yes, sir. numeral one.
3: Year one, O-N-E. O-N-E. Okay. And they they actually, they produce or, or acquire parts that are equal to the original OEM parts so perfectly that they're actually used for restoration of these vehicles. How oh, cool.
1: Very good. Okay, I got another text, and this one is probably for Rick, too. Do damaged brake pads... Have any long-term effects if they haven't been fixed within a certain amount of time? Uh, I think the answer is yes, but Rick, I'm sure we'll elaborate.
3: Oh, absolutely. If the brake pads are damaged in any way, I would have them replaced immediately. I mean, uh, brake pads, you're talking even the most expensive ones on the most expensive luxury cars are a couple hundred dollars. For the average passenger car... From the factory, you're talking 50 or $60. I have a question. Aftermarket, as low as $10. Yeah. I would not skimp on brake pads.
1: I have a question. The, the term was maybe inadvertently used or on purpose, I'm not sure, to damage brake pads having long term effects. I know worn brake pads uh, are not damaged. That's normal, but maybe that's what he meant when he said damaged. Brake. Do, uh. can, can brake pads be damaged uh, or do they just get worn?
3: Uh, they can be damaged, actually. Okay. Say if. If the mechanic, when he was going to install them, accidentally dropped them, the friction material can crack.
1: Of course, if they're damaged, then that would have to be the mechanic's fault,
3: right? Very likely. Or in a a collision, the pads could become warped or damaged. Mm -hmm. Uh, As a matter of fact, as simple a thing as when you're driving your car and your brakes are nice and hot and you run through a, a puddle, a water puddle, that water can cause the pads themselves to warp just a little bit mm-hmm. and that could be considered damage. But So the any, bottom any any issue to do with brakes that they're not in tip top shape, I would definitely be that's one of my number one things. Get them repaired quickly and get them made proper.
1: Okay, that's a that's a good answer. And like Rick said, you don't mess around with your brakes. Sometimes you have to err on the side of caution with your brakes. Okay, we got another text. Love these texts. Uh, for you people out there who don't want to call because you're a little nervous, shy, camera shy, or should I say microphone shy? Just call us at seven seven two. What's that number? I lost the page here. <coughs> seven seven two four nine
2: seven six five three zero.
1: You sound so much better than I do when you do these. Uh, oh, you yeah, so sweet. Do it again. Do it again.
2: Oh, he's so sweet. Mm. Listen, ladies, are you listening out there? If you're not going
1: to do it again, I'm going to continue with my text oh, come message.
2: Oh, ah, come on. You gave me the mic. You didn't tell me how much time I had. That number is 772-497-6530. And, ladies, if you're listening, $50 for each one of you. First two female callers. Give us a call.
1: Okay, text. we got four in a row here. It's very exciting. Wow. Uh, if you get a key fob from Amazon, how do you get a program, and how much would that cost? Now, silly me, I should have commented on that, because that's exactly right. You do have to have them program, and... I'm gonna. I, I don't know exactly how much it costs to program a, uh, uh, but I think it's probably negotiable, and I would say it could probably be around hundred bucks, maybe a 130 bucks to program one. Do you know off the top of your head, Rick?
3: Ah, uh, for a Toyota, you're actually right in the ballpark, yeah. and I mean in the infield. Yeah. And it it does require most of our newer cars, what's known as a scan tool or a computer that we plug into the car mm-hmm. and program it in. So, yeah, that is something you'd want to have a dealer take care of.
1: But as far as key fobs, question being, if I buy a key fob on Amazon, buy it on Amazon because I'm safely protected from the return privilege, and then I have find out that uh, I need to get it programmed, you're not going to get your program fee back, and you can't try it out until you program it. So there's another good point that I left out in my first answer. So, Very good uh, point. And I will say this. Hundred hundred twenty five bucks is in the is in the ballpark for a Toyota. I don't know about other vehicles, but I will say this: negotiate because I think hundred twenty five bucks is too much. Uh, and I think you can negotiate. Call two or three places and see the best deal you can get on the program if you buy your Amazon fob from your key fob from Amazon.
2: Great information. Uh, we're going to go to Steve, who's been holding. He's calling from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Steve. How hey, are Steve. You? What's up? what can Hello. we do? hi what can we do for you steve
9: ah uh, i just wanted to say mr and mrs short thank you very much for being such the, the greatest dealership uh in definitely florida or in the world because i got a Hyundai from west palm beach and i don't like it and I'm under, you know, I wish I could trade it in, but every, I'm right here down at the culinary station down from the dealer, and every truck I see go by, I beep the horn and I raise the thumb, you know,
4: because I know it's got the
9: sticker and there. And I just want to say thank you so much. As far as my brakes and all the air stuff, you know, I'm even if I have something, I don't got to wait, but I'm bringing my Hyundai in to get service at your dealership. Because everybody I talk to, uh, from 80 years old, uh, up around here in Stored or a 16-year-old guy had a Toyota, and he said, I've been going since I, well, not, let's say he's 20, 22, but he said, I've been going since I was 16. And I said, great, you know, I said, your customer service is great, I'm, and thank you so much for, for being here and doing stuff, because, you know, there's no dealer fleas, there's just
5: right there, and I, you know, I was, <laughs> it's just great.
1: Well, thank I, um, you, Steve. That means a lot. I really appreciate uh, that endorsement. And, uh, you know, I, as I said earlier, there are a lot of dealers out there that mean well. And if you could get through guy, to, the, to the guys like me, the only thing that sets me apart is people, it's easier to get hold of me. Uh, all you've got to do is listen to the radio. But uh, there are a lot of car dealers out there that mean well. And if you really fight, you'd be surprised how many good guys there are out there. Uh, they just don't watch their business closely enough.
9: Well, they don't have the old fa- the old fashioned customer service, you know, uh, uh, like you you do. And uh, it's just, I the fellow I talked to, he said, you know, he had the mats or something, and he said he was not and you gave him the mats. But a million dollars in, uh, you know, free tires for cars, you're not going to find anything like that. I mean, that's that's an expense to you. And I, I mean, I, I just. I know your customers, the people that I talk to and I see, you know, I want to get in. I'm definitely going to at least serve my Hyundai Forte here, I mean my Kia Forte there, yeah.
1: I appreciate it, Steve. Thanks very much. You have a great weekend. Thank
9: you so much. Thank you so much for your show.
1: Thank you.
2: You're welcome, Steve. That was a great call. Thanks, Steve, and uh, keep on listening and spread the word that we are here every Saturday morning. Yes, every Saturday morning from 8 until 10, right here on the true Aldi station, 95.9 and 106.9. Now back to the recovering car dealer.
1: Uh, Steve's uh, endorsement was so uh, nice that I feel necessarily that I have to talk about this not being an infomercial show. This show is strictly uh, above board, I'm not trying to promote my dealership at all, but in Total transparency, I have to tell you, I do own a dealership and I have for a number of years. I've been in the business for almost 50 years. But what I'm doing now is pure consumer advocacy. This show is not something that I pay the station for, it's a consumer service. It's not an advertisement in any way, shape, or form. And when I get the compliments like that, I feel necessary to let you know that they were totally unsolicited. Although, I have to tell you, I appreciate them. They're very nice, and I thank Steve very much. I've got another text, and uh, I lost my text sheet, and I'm afraid to tell Nancy. Oh, here it is right here. (laughs) 772-497-6530. Text us at 772-497-6530. Now, here's the text I just got. If a dealer doesn't have the exact vehicle that I want, let's say color, can I get the same deal if they get the car from another dealer? Boy, is that a good question. Something that, uh, uh, well, it's a it's a serious problem with all car dealerships, and because of that is a serious problem for you. And uh, there is such a huge proliferation uh, of uh colors and models and equipment, accessories, options, uh, year, make, model, uh, millions and millions and millions of combinations out there. And customers are very discerning now, and they want exactly what they want. They want the color, the equipment, the style. uh, And if you have a car dealership, whether they're selling Chevrolets, Hondas, or Fords, or whatever it is, and he had every combination he wouldn't have enough room in South Florida to put every vehicle. I'm exaggerating slightly. But you'd have to carry probably a couple thousand cars or more, 5,000 cars, to have every choice. So car dealers naturally like to sell out of their inventory because it's cheaper. When you come into a car dealership, you probably have a specific car in mind. And the chances are about 50-50, maybe maybe not even that, that they're gonna have that car. So what happens? They're gonna talk you into buying the car that they do have. If they have to get the car from another car dealership, that incurs an expense. You've got insurance costs, you have the cost of the gasoline, the driver, Uh, you have uh, a lot of uh, accounting costs. It's time-consuming, plus the fact if you have to go get the car, there's a chance the customer might change their mind. So the mindset of all car dealers, is when they come into the dealership to buy a car if you don't have the car they want put them in some car that you do have It solidifies the likelihood of consummating the deal and it saves the dealer a lot of money so what can you do you should get the car you want and you should get the color and the exact accessories if you don't want a sunroof you shouldn't take a car with a sunroof uh, even if they tell you they're giving you a sunroof it free. They're lying to you. They can't give you that free. It has to be taken into consideration in their cost and their price. So stick to your guns and say you want the vehicle. And the only way you can be sure that you're going to get the right price is to shop and compare the price with other dealers. Finally, you're going to find a dealer that's got the best price who will also locate the car. He might even have the car that they didn't have at the first dealership. So you're going to get that. Another danger, by the way, and I know I'm rambling on here, but this is important, Another danger is, when you don't buy the car that you came in for, all of your research goes down the drain. You might have been on Edmunds.com, you might have gone to TrueCar. you might have gone to Consumer Report, you might have even gotten prices from other car dealers, and that's all on one specific unique vehicle. If you vary from that vehicle to another model or accessory combination, then you've got a different cost structure. And so suddenly, they can trick you on the price. So all your research to ensure that you're getting a fair price goes out the door. Find out what you want to buy, stick to your guns, buy that car, and nothing else. And if you have to wait a few days or even a few weeks, it's a good investment in time, your time and your money, to stick to the car. So that's a long, rambling answer to a simple question, which was, in case you forgot what the question was, if the dealer doesn't have the exact vehicle that I want, can I get the same deal if they give the car from another dealer? Stick to your guns yeah. and get the same that, that deal, whether they get it from another dealer or not.
2: That's great information. Uh, you know, it, I, it's great information. That's all I can say. Stick to your guns. You want a certain car. You went into the dealership for that car, and uh, it's so easy for everything to get flip-flopped, and it's, uh, you know, it's a, a tap dance. So uh, knowledge is power. Stick to your guns. You know the car that you want and you don't leave unless you get that car, or you go somewhere else. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530.
1: We're giving you a lot of uh, numbers and uh, letters and uh, things to write down, and and I, c- I, I confuse myself. But i got to give you this uh, Mystery Shopping Report website. And I'm speaking not just to you, our consumers, our car buyers, but all you car dealers out there. See if your car dealership is on that list. www.mysteryshoppingreport.com. Reports. Plural. Plural. Ah. www.mysteryshoppingreports. S. S. Mysteryshoppingreports.com. That has, what about 50? mystery shopping reports and okay. we're adding more
0: as we go along i think we have 79
1: 79 so chances are you car dealers out there you car salespeople you might find your name and lights you might find your car dealership mystery shopping report go over it and uh, sue me if you think i didn't tell the truth because we've been doing this for 10 years and no one sued me yet so you car dealers be sure to go to www.mysteryshoppingreports.com and Read your Mr. Shopping Report and uh, call the show or call your attorney uh, or just start (laughs) trying to change your act. Try to change what you do. You know, I'm giving you an excuse. I've been talking about you guys are really nice people, and you really don't. Oh, yeah, Jonathan's holding up in the control room a picture of the, our mystery shopper. He's, he's got dark glasses on and a trench coat. Now that's and I know that is. I, <laughs> I was I trying know. to be funny. I know you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, go there, and if you listeners who are consumer habits, you can help learn a lot. You'll see the actual blow-by-blow description of 75-plus purchases, uh, some went well, some went poorly, some are on the recommend list, some are on the do-not-buy list, so I think we have another caller?
2: We do, we have another caller, and uh, that's www.mysteryshoppingreports.com, and you're going to have a whole lot of, uh, that was just a fantastic idea uh, that Stu, I believe, came up with. Oh, no, just a little, no, no, no. just just a little recognition. That was Stu's
1: daddy, actually. It was a group effort.
2: Oh boy, I'm in trouble. Okie dokie. that was Stu's daddy. <laughs> 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 We're gonna go to Al, who's holding in Green Acres. <laughs> Hi, Al. What could we do hey, for you? How you
10: doing? We're g- yes, good morning. Hello, Earl.
2: Hey, Al,
1: uh, how you doing?
10: Good, Earl. First of all, are you the guy that takes care of the dogs.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I take pride in the fact that uh, I have an affiliation with uh, Big Dog Ranch Rescue, <laughs> uh, Big Dog and Little Dog. <laughs> and, Al, are you okay? I, do, I think you just coughed.
2: Oh, no, that's... No, no,
10: that wasn't me. That was one of the dogs. <laughs> yeah. That I was Doug. You know, there he is I was Actually, I'm new, to, I'm new to the area from Honolulu, so I've seen you, and you know what, first good on you for the dog thing. Now, back to cars. Um, what do you think about extended warranties on new cars and used cars?
1: Extended warranties are insurance policies, basically. An insurance policy is something that people buy for peace of mind because they feel like the financial burden, should the event they are insuring against occurs, that it would make them... Well, it would make it be impossible for them to be able to take care of it or make it uncomfortable. They'd have to change their lifestyle if they had to spend too much money. So you buy insurance policies for peace of mind. Now, if you are uh, comfortable financially and you buy a good vehicle, meaning it's a new vehicle with a good warranty, there's really no need at all, no need per se, for an extended warranty. Uh, especially on a new vehicle and especially on a vehicle that has a high rating in terms of reliability and you could go to Consumer Reports and get this data very simply. If you're going to buy a Honda or a Nissan or even a Kia or a Hyundai. Uh, There are a lot of cars out there that have extremely good quality, and I don't recommend if you are able to pay for minor repairs that you worry about spending a lot of money for an extended warranty. On a used car, it's a little bit of a different story, but not that big a different story, because you need to check your used cars out just as carefully as you do a new car, maybe more carefully, and go go through, uh, find a car with high... uh, High reliability, low maintenance cost, and you don't need that extended warranty. Uh, th- now, with the, the the next phase that I get into on this is there are good extended warranties and bad extended warranties. If you are going to invest in an extended warranty and get the manufacturer's extended warranty to be safe. A lot of car dealerships own their own warranty companies, and it's up to them what they're going to cover and what they're not going to cover. If you're buying a Honda and you buy a Honda extended warranty, it's legitimate. Honda has a set price for their warranties, and they tell you what's covered and what's not covered. If you want one, that's who, and you got a Honda, that's what you should buy. On the other hand, uh, even a manufacturer's warranty isn't necessary on a good car. It's As I said, it's an insurance co- policy. Uh, it's uh, Insurance companies make a ton of money. Uh, the reason Warren Buffett is one of the richest men in the, in the world is because of his insurance companies, Geico, and the other insurance companies that he owns. Insurance companies are amazingly profitable. So they take... Most of your premiums, and they pay out very little in claims. That's the secret to, your, to their success. So the bottom line, Al, find a good car, check it out carefully, and don't worry about buying extended warranty. I wouldn't buy one if I were you.
10: Okay, you know, I really appreciate that because I'm considering, I'm a part-timer here with Honolulu, and I'm considering buying a CPO. Mm-hmm. So with a CPO, like I say, if you go from like an Acura, a Honda, a Toyota, or a Nissan, you're going to be in pretty good shape. You start talking a Beamer or a Merck, you're talking about risk. Exactly.
1: Your European cars are more expensive to repair, but by the same token, if you buy an extended warranty from a BMW dealer, he's going to charge you an arm and a leg for it. They still make a lot of money there too, but you're absolutely right. Uh, The cars you mentioned are all great cars. The cars today are so much better if you're buying a late model or a new car, so much better than they've ever been before. The reliability is amazing. I've been a car dealer for 50 years, and... It is tough in our service department. I've got Rick Kearney sitting next to me. He's worked for me for over 20 years. And he would tell you that the work that he does to repair cars today and fix cars today is nominal compared to what he did 15 and 20 years ago. The cars are so much better today. So uh, I'd save my money on that if I were you, Al.
10: Well, I got you right on the cars are much better, much better than my 68 Malibu. I got to tell you that. There you go. But, uh, <laughs> okay, then. Well, I, I really appreciate your input on this, and uh, I'm going to be car shopping. And I'm going to give your place a try first. So, thank you very much for your time.
1: And don't forget the dogs. If you need a dog, I'll get you a deal at Big Dog Ranch Rescue.
2: Yeah, we got a lot. Oh,
10: I'm covered there. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Al. Take care.
2: (laughs) Thanks for the call, Al. Stay in touch. Give us a call again. Let us know uh, how that uh, car purchase turned out. Give us a call toll free at 877 960 9960. If you're hungry for something new, you found it right here. And you can also text us at 772 497 6530. And I would like to tell our our listeners and our callers that Earl Stewart on Cars podcast is now available on SoundCloud. We've posted all of our past shows going back to the beginning of January. So if you can't tune in to hear our show live, 95.9, the Oldies channel, 106.9. Well, they're both Oldies channels, 95.9. 9106.9 on Saturday mornings and uh, if you've missed any of our past shows you can hear them now whenever you want on SoundCloud simply download the SoundCloud app the Apple the Apple Ape App Store or the Google Play Store I'm starting the weekend Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can take that shortcut and you can uh, go to soundcloud.com forward slash Earl on Cars. So I hope I made myself clear. If I didn't, I will repeat that before the show is over. We're going to go to Frank, who is calling from Jupiter Farms. And uh, welcome to the show, Frank.
1: Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Um, Yes, you guys are great. I put you on in the morning. I don't get anything done for two hours, but that's all right. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, um, in regard to Earl wearing different hats, I had a gentleman at the house yesterday that got a dog from Big Dog Rescue Ranch, and he was very happy about that. I'm happy that Earl does what he does. I'm just curious if the people that see your commercial on TV, when he says that the dogs have no dealer fleas, (laughs) understand the. The Similarity if you know, if you know your show, they get it immediately. <laughs> but I, 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 I compliment you, commend you for what you guys are doing, and I'll just leave it short today. Well, thank you, Frank, I appreciate that very much. Yeah, the okay. dealer flea You'll thing, inter- the dealer flea thing, just as a little interesting bit of trivia. Uh, when we did that commercial for Big Dog Ranch, uh, my son, my youngest son, Josh, came up with that. We kind of uh winged the commercial, we just had the dogs, and um. I, we have the dogs in the studio, and uh, my son Josh said, hey, try this, Dad, and he, he said, uh, you know, answer the phone, we'll have a bark, and then we use." he came up with the phrase, no dealer fleas. We don't even have an advertising agency, so i got to give my son Josh a lot of credit for being creative. We still got you there, Frank? Well oh, Frank, Frank thanks I think we lost Frank. Thanks for the uh,
2: thanks for the phone call, Frank. And uh, thanks for the compliments. Uh, stay in touch. Our number is 772-497-6530, And uh, you can uh, give us a call at eight seven seven nine six oh ninety nine sixty. Well, we have about uh, twenty minutes left to the show. Would you like to go to the Re- Mystery Shopping Report? Yeah, let's get
1: uh, to the Mystery Shopping Report, and we could probably still take some calls too. But uh, this Mystery Shopping Report is especially uh, significant. Um, we shopped uh, offleasonly.com, and uh, we're, we're getting off of our theme of anatomy of a car dealer's ad. This is what we've been doing in the past. We take an advertisement, find uh, something is too good to be true, and go in and bust them. Uh, but we're getting back now to the Takata airbag inflator recall issue, which is extremely important. We've spoken about this terrible situation on this show for nearly two years. I can't believe it's been two years that this terrible situation has existed. And it hasn't gotten better, by the way. The Takata airbag issue is worse than ever. Uh, millions of vehicles remain unfixed on the road and on dealers' lots. They're time bombs. These cars are time bombs waiting To explode. There's no state or federal law that prevents car dealers from selling used vehicles affected by this deadly defect. There isn't even a law that mandates the disclosure. That's the amazing thing. No law that mandates the disclosure of a car with an airbag recall unfixed that can kill you. Don't have to tell the customer when you sell the car. Although some dealers have adopted policies like voluntary disclosure that keep some consumers informed, the absence of regulation means lives remain at risk every day. Now, I mentioned Rosemary Shahan from California, the head of the Center for Auto Safety, and she emailed me the other day, in fact, it was the day before yesterday, that they had a startling, wonderful, amazing victory. And the headline in the press release is, Consumer Wins Landmark Safety Recall Case Against CarMax. California Court of Appeals Rules in Favor of the Consumer. Tammy Gutierrez of Bakersville, California, has won an important victory against CarMax, arguing successfully that she had alleged valid claims that CarMax acted illegally when the auto giant sold her a car with an unrepair safety recall. The modified ruling issued by the 5th District Court of Appeal in Fresno on Thursday, February 22nd, is widely considered to be the first decision challenging the legality of car dealers selling unrepaired, recalled used cars that led to state appellate court ruling. Now, I'm not going to read you the whole press release, but this is, trust me, this is amazingly important. Uh, I have sued... Uh, Arrigo Dodge, Chrysler Jeep, uh, and this litigation, we're on appeal in this litigation, there has been uh, a total see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil uh, attitude taken by the auto manufacturers and the car dealers about this whole Takato thing. Our legislators from Pam Bondi to Rick Scott in Florida. Hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil they're ignoring the fact that car dealers are selling time bombs every day with takata airbags unfixed and not disclosing. Finally, we have this precedent setting. Landmark ruling in California. So that's case law for you lawyers out there. You'll understand what I'm talking about. That's case law that says that you car dealers out there now that are selling used cars with Takata airbags and you do not make a clear and conspicuous disclosure to your customer, you're breaking the law. And you are going to have some serious problems because of this landmark ruling. So with that said, we'll move along with our mystery shop of offleaseonly.com. Since 2000, mid 2016, we've mystery shopped over 100 car dealers who are offering Takata afflicted used vehicles for sale. Only one, only one of those dealers informed our shopper and stopped the sale from taking place. The sole dealer who passed the Takata test was Mullinex Ford on North Lake Boulevard. Now you heard the caller, if you listened to the whole show, that was complaining about Mullinex Ford and complaining about their service department. And we said that Larry and Jerry Mullinex brothers that own Mullinex Ford are good folks. And here's documentation that Molnix Ford is a good dealer. They're the only dealer that disclosed to our shopper that they had a car in their inventory with a defect, defect unfixed to cut airbag. Yesterday, we chose, well, uh, I forgot to mention that we went around a second time with Malnex Ford, and they failed to disclose. But I think that all goes to the fact that you've got people working for you that aren't doing their job. And you've got to get through to the people who care. And I believe Larry and Jerry Malnex do care. Yesterday, we chose another dealer to investigate about the Takata Airbag, off-lease only, Palm Beach. Off-Lease Only is the largest retailer of used cars in our area. Larger than CarMax. 3,000 used cars per month out of three locations. Trust me, folks, I'm a car dealer. That's huge. If these guys are selling Takata cars, they're making a much bigger negative impact on our community than anybody else. Now, CarMax, who this precedent-setting landmark case occurred against California, they're the largest in the United States. Off-Lease... If they keep going like this, they're going to be the largest. So the larger the dealers that are selling these cars, the worse damage they're doing, the more time bombs they're putting on the road. Well, we know that we're they're selling Takata cars, but we can easily find them listed for sale on their website. Identifying the offending vehicles is also easily accomplished by copying the VIN and running it at safercar.gov. You can do the same thing www.safer, S-A-F-E-R-C-A-R.gov, G-O-V. If you're going to buy a used car, you put your VIN in to the safercar.gov website, and it'll tell you if the car has an outstanding recall, Takata or otherwise. Yesterday, we found a 2015 Acura RDX with a driver's side Takata airbag inflator recall. We triple verified this on Carfax. You can check this on Carfax for your own car with a vent, and we check with Honda Acura's recall website. It appears that there is a fix for it, meaning the parts are available. That's important because there's some Takata airbag recalls out there on cars that they don't have the airbag replacement parts yet. The inflator are not available. You buy the car, you're stuck with a car that cannot be fixed, a time bomb that cannot be fixed. Off-Lease Only does not fix their cars. They're just their used car lot. They don't have a service department. Uh, and they, they're not going to fix a uh, uh, defect, but they should go to another car dealership of the franchise to have their cars repaired. And uh, I suppose they do some minor cosmetic work, but they don't do campaign recalls. They can't. They're prohibited by law. We sent Agent, Agent X in to find out if we could buy that 2015 Acura RDX from CarMax. If we could buy it, and if we did buy it, were they going to tell us that it was a dangerous car? Okay, speaking in first person as if I'm the shopper, I arrived at Off Lease Only on Congress Avenue in West Palm Beach around 3.30 p.m. I was impressed with a new facility. The lot was enormous and the main building was new and modern looking. I walked into the showroom and was immediately greeted by a woman who asked if I was looking around or if I had a car in mind I wanted to drive. I said, I'd found a car online and I would like to drive it. The woman handed me a piece of paper with a diagram of the lot with sections marked with letters and numbers. The vehicles were grouped by make. The Acura's were in section E1. Very sophisticated, mm-hmm. very, very, uh, you know, very, very uh, uh, modern, uh, effective, efficient business. Awfully so, only has been grown into from a dirt lot in Lake Worth to a very sophisticated uh, car dealership. I walked outside and found section E1 and located the 2015 Acura RDX we'd identified earlier. I tried the door, it was unlocked, I opened the door and sat on the driver's seat. A second later, I was approached by a valet. Uh, I got out of the car to greet him, he said, you want to know if someone wanted to drive the car and want to know if I was that person, I said, yep, I'm here to drive the car. And he got in the driver's and attempted to start the engine, the battery was dead. The valet, I got a cart and with tools and a jump box. A minute later, the engine was running, and the valet said he was pulling the car up front. I walked in the direction the valet had gone, towards a large bullpen area with a tent-like canopy. I was greeted by Christian, a salesperson. He asked me if I was the one who wanted to drive the RDX. I said I was, and he asked for my driver's license and insurance card. I didn't want to use my real name, so I said I must have left my license and insurance card at in West Palm Beach Acura, kind of like I'm shopping around for a car. because every car dealership asks you for your license uh, and, and insurance card, and, and I just made up the story that I left it at West Palm Beach Acura. Christian said I couldn't drive it, but I could still check it out. He said they could buy. He said I could buy it, but then I'd have to run back over and get my license at some point. Uh, we looked around the car and under the hood. I asked him, here we go, <coughs> we got three questions that we asked on these shock shops. First question, I asked him if there was any mechanical issues. Christian said there were none. That's a question that you have to wonder. Is that accurate? No mechanical issues? Got a defective airbag. Is that a mechanical issue? I think so. Uh, Assured me the car had been thoroughly checked out. He said that it was still under factory warranty anyway. Now, it's a 2005... Uh, 2015, so I guess theoretically, if the mileage would still be under factory warranty, but that doesn't address. Not
0: not much left. Yeah, not
1: much left. That doesn't address uh, recalls. I asked him about the brakes, and Christian reminded me that they checked everything out and the brakes were okay. I asked, so everything safety wise. Now, here's the third, the obvious, you know, clencher question. Safety wise is okay. Everything safety wise is okay. No issues? Christian said they would not let a car leave the lot with any safety concerns. Now, that's either just a stupid uh, remark or a lie. I'm not going to be too judgmental here. But when you let a car leave the lot with a time bomb that can explode in your face and kill you, I think that's a safety issue. Oh, yeah. And uh, you're letting it leave the lot. He said we'd check out the Carfax report. Oh, okay. We went inside and reviewed the Carfax report. Christian said there was an accident on the Carfax report and pointed it out. I examined it closer, and while I'm examining it, I saw the Takata recall that Christian had yet to mention. It's right there. Now, these Carfax reports are rather lengthy. It looked like a pretty severe accident where the car was undrivable afterwards. So... When you look at a Carfax report, you've got to read it, and you've got to read it carefully because there is a lot of information. Sometimes there are multiple pages, five, six, seven pages, mm-hmm. and the Takata airbag recall was on one of those pages. This did not seem like a big deal to him, and he went on trying to sell me the car. He asked me if I wanted to take it, and I said I was. I asked, since I still had to get my driver's license anyway, if I could take a buyer's order with me. I said I'd like to show my wife. He said he would. Uh, he said uh, that he could do this, but it would have to be a generic one without my name or information on it. The sale price was the same as the online price, and the price of the winter sticker 20999 All they added was sales tax, $500 in registration and title fee, and a $79 tag agency fee. Now, <clears throat> I hate to talk about minor stuff, off uh, lease only. Claims to be no dealer fee. A tag agency fee is a dealer fee, albeit a small one. Uh, but I will say this again: this is minor. Car- Carmax or Carfax, Carmax is a one-price dealer. That's to be that's that's a good good thing to say. For real. So uh, I don't want to be purely negative here, but th- the focus of this is on the T- the Takata airbag, and the bottom line is that. OffLeaseOnly.com, who's the largest seller of used cars in in our area, Palm Beach County.
0: Probably the state. Probably the state.
1: You think they're
2: bigger than CarMax?
0: Well, they're outselling CarMax in in Boynton. Boynton, yeah.
2: yeah it's amazing. They're, let's put it this way: amazing. they're huge. Yeah. they're huge. Where they came from? I mean, and so they're
1: selling a ton of these cars with Takata airbag recalls, and they are not disclosing it. Now, if you just tuned in, I just read you a court finding in California, case law, saying it's illegal to sell a used car with a dangerous recall without disclosing it. Now, it ought to be illegal to sell a used car with a dangerous recall, period, because it should be up to CarMax, and it should be up to offleaseonly.com or anybody else. To take care of the repair now. If you can't, if you're not a franchise dealer, you should be required by law to take it to the franchise dealer and let Honda fix that Takata airbag before you offer it for sale on your lot. Exactly. Mm -hmm. There's too many ways, even if you have good intentions, that you can accidentally sell one of these cars, and the customer doesn't understand. Rick,
3: I just want to reiterate that coming from the NHTSA website, National Highway Traffic Safety Association, the government. Honda airbags, the older they get, the more likely those inflators are to explode like a grenade. As a matter of fact, they've said that some of the older Hondas, they are up to 50% likelihood that in an accident that will detonate like a grenade instead of inflating Mm -hmm. the airbag properly. And there have even been a couple reports now of those inflators detonating without an impact. So, folks, if you own any car that you even think might have a Takata airbag, please go to that website, www.ismycarrecall.com, Check your car's VIN number. Find out if you have an open campaign, and please get it taken care of. Yeah, and we
1: don't want to confuse you. Uh, Safercar.gov. If you go to ismycarrecall.com, it takes you to Safercar.gov. I'm starting. Exactly. To, I'm starting to prefer Safercar.gov because it's shorter. S-A-F-E-R-C-A-R.gov, and check your VIN. Uh, you need to do this. The car dealers will not tell you. Now, this might change, and this. This whole situation in California against CarMax could have uh, effects all over the country. And hopefully it'll lead to having the cars, uh, having this may illegal to sell the car. That's what should happen. But at the very least, it should be illegal not to disclose clearly and conspicuously that this car has a dangerous recall. I'm really shocked. Uh, it's really a statement on our legislators, on our regulators, uh, on... Our whole moral conscience of this country that we're allowing the largest retailers of used cars, two of them. I I wonder what percentage, if you take OffLeaseOnly.com and CarMax and you put them together, what percentage of the total number of Takata airbag cars are being sold? It's a huge number. And we had to bust. We finally busted CarMax. And hopefully this will hit the headlines. It hasn't hit the headlines yet. I haven't seen that on network news. I haven't seen it on cable news. The only way I found out about it was from uh, the email that I got from uh, Rosemary Shahan of Cars in California, the uh, consumer advocate from from California. Uh, I haven't seen it hit the news yet. So what's going on? And it know. is
2: definitely newsworthy, and what a job she did that wasn't an easy f- feat for her um, my hat is off to rosemary shahan uh you know I can't emphasize enough i mean she's she's saving lives out there, and why hasn't it become more newsworthy right here, right here where we live i mean uh these, this this dealership that's huge is selling cars uh, a lot of cars. And uh, they, uh, they have potentially, uh, a, 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 they can drive off the lot and it's, uh, you know, your life is over. So it's an important issue. I'm going
1: to ask uh, Rosemary uh, Cheyenne to call the show. Maybe she'll have time to That'd call the great. show next week. Unfortunately, that's West Coast time, so she's going to have mm-hmm. to be up pretty early in the morning. But uh, she's uh, very passionate about what she does. Very. And she cares a lot. And uh, hopefully there will be some more developments in the situation with CarMax. This case law, uh, as I say, I'm suing a Rigo Chrysler Jeep Dodge uh, uh, on this issue. And uh, we're trying to... Uh, if this is going through the courts as we speak, hopefully this will have a, a positive impact on our success here. If we can bust one dealer here on this issue of the Takata airbag recall, it'll be a domino effect, and you'll see all the dealers in Florida starting to pay heed. And you'll have Rick Scott and all the other politicians that are dragging their feet and the regulators, Florida Automobile Dealers Association, Pam Bondi, and all the other ones that are in the pocket of the car dealers because it's an economic issue. If we have to stop selling, if car dealers have to stop selling cars with uh, Takata airbag recalls, it'll be a huge negative economic impact on the car dealers and on the auto manufacturers. So that's the reason it's being stonewalled and ignored. And I hope some of you media out there We'll pick up on this and do something about The, the press release came out on the 26th. 20, uh, mm-hmm. Consumer wins landmark safety recall against CarMax. California Court of Appeals rules in favor of consumer. So you press media folks listening, publicize it. Publicize yeah. it. Get it out to the public.
2: Yeah, definitely. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, you can enter your VIN number uh, whenever you go to safercar.gov. Enter your VIN number, and you can uh, check out whether your, your car has been recalled.
1: Okay. All How right. much time we got?
2: Uh, we got about three got minutes, two, it gives me two minutes.
1: It gives me a time for a uh, Big Dog Ranch Rescue commercial.
2: There you go. Ruff.
1: Okay. Now, here you can kill two birds with one stone. I wrote a book called Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. All the proceeds of the sale of that book go to... BigDogRanchRescue.com. By the way, Big Dog also ranch rescues small dogs. We really should call ourselves Big and Little Dog Ranch Rescue. But at any rate, buy a copy of Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer on Amazon, Amazon Amazon.com. And when you buy it, 100% of the proceeds of what you pay for the book, not just the profits, 100% of what you pay for it goes to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Big Dog Ranch Rescue has, right now, we've got about 500 dogs in stock. Yeah. We have saved over 3,000 dogs. We do not euthanize our dogs. We save them and we find homes for them. Uh, they're the biggest no-kill shelter, I believe, in the entire state of Florida. So. If you're looking for a dog, go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. They're on Okeechobee Boulevard, way west in Loxahatchee Groves, way west. 3,000-acre, brand-new facility out there. And there's an amazing woman by the name of Lori Simmons, the founder and president She is totally, I spoke to her on the phone yesterday. She's right now in the process of trying to rescue two dogs from the Palm Beach County shelter on Belvedere Road. She had rescued three dogs from euthanization yesterday in Miami. One had been hit by a car, and the other two, I don't know the circumstances. That's all Lori Simmons does is save dogs, and that's all Big Dog Ranch Rescue Doug does is save dogs. And you can help us by volunteering or adopting one of our dogs. Or by donating, bigdogranchrescue.com. You can go to their website, www.bdrr.org. <laughs> www. Very good, Colin. Thank you. www.bdrr as in big dog ranch ranch rescue.org.
2: General, everyone wants to thank you for yeah. what you did yesterday. Uh, that was, uh, you know, you, you played, just a, b- trying to save you played a, a big part. Trying to save a couple more dogs. Yeah, and uh, you worked on it very hard, and uh, it was uh, successful. Thank you for that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think that we have like one minute left, so uh, I'm going to give you uh, some uh Interesting news that we have, and that is uh, for all of you to make it convenient so that you can uh, go ahead and, and uh, watch the past shows. And those shows start, they uh, went back as far as January. Uh, so uh, we posted all of our past shows going back to the beginning of January. So if you can't tune in, to hear our shows live on 95.9 and 106.9, the true oldies channel, uh, Saturday mornings from 8 until 10. Uh, you can go to soundcloud.com forward slash Earl on Cars, and you can uh, pull up all of our past shows. It'll be a lot of fun. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take a moment to thank you for joining us, spending part of your Saturday morning with us, right here at Earl Stewart on Cars. We'll see you next week, same time, from 8 until 10.